It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Will Red Rover on over? But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I'm Vanessa Grace, your host, and today this episode is the marker that this podcast has been out for officially one year. Let's celebrate. Ah, ah, clapping and excitement. I can't believe that I have put out a podcast episode almost every single week for a year to share with you about how to grow away from codependent behavior, people-pleasing, grow into spirituality, and how to be living a more amazing life. Now, because it is November and the holidays are upon us to celebrate um, this podcast being out a year, I thought it was very timely as a gift to you, my listeners, um, to create the Codependence Holiday Planner. That might sound a little funny, but actually the holidays are a really stressful time if you're codependent because there are a lot of people to make happy and there are a lot of magical expectations that float around out there. And so I decided to make this holiday planner with you in mind. I remember when I was in group therapy trying to parse out what I wanted to do for the holidays one year And I was so overwhelmed with just my own life and my own emotions that I didn't know how to do what I normally would be doing, right? The normal level of excitement that I would have around the holidays. And they were very supportive in the group and the therapist group leader was really wonderful and helped me pare it back to what was manageable for me, what my emotions could actually tolerate and do. And what I ended up doing was not sending out um, a Christmas letter, which is a really big deal for me because I always do something creative every year and thought that it was really fun to make that happen. But I needed to let that go because I simply didn't have the energy for it. And once I let it go, I realized that that was a smart decision. And after the holidays were done, I was so thankful that I didn't do it that I didn't force myself to put the energy into it because it would not have been fun and it would have made my holiday season much more difficult. And so because of that moment for me of someone helping me and holding my hand and walking me through how to manage my holidays better, I created this printable for you. It's 10 pages of content. You can get it at soulamplified.org slash holiday planner. And you just pop your email in there and then it's going to send it to you in an email and you just download the PDF and print it out. Um, I've tried to make it as printer friendly as possible so that there's not a lot of printer ink being used by you guys. There is one page that if you don't print in color, you'll at least want to look at it on your desktop because it's an example of something that will be easier to understand if you see it in color. 
Um, so what does it include? It includes some worksheets, you do a little bit of coloring, you will be doing some journaling as you reflect on the worksheets, and it's going to help you really think about what do you enjoy and what do you actually want to do and what are you doing for other people or what are you just doing because you've always done it. And so it's got a lot of ways for you to self-reflect as a person with codependent traits so that you can make this holiday one that you actually enjoy. So that is my gift to you as the celebration that we have been on this journey together for a year of either creating or listening to this podcast. And really without you, this podcast wouldn't exist because my whole point is to help you have a masterful life. So that is my gift to you. Soulamplified.org slash holiday planner and go and get your codependence holiday planner. Now, what do I want to talk about today? Today, I'm really excited to talk about the concept of feeling deeply on behalf of another. I think that codependents feel things um, a lot, whether or not they're aware of them, and that those feelings are actually part of the crux of the issue of why so many codependents are doing so much for other people and getting wrapped up in the care of others um, or feeling obligated to do so. Now, if someone else is experiencing a situation and you have an emotional reaction to that, you may or may not be aware of those emotions um, based on kind of your emotional intelligence, like how skilled you are at noticing your emotions and labeling them and recognizing them on a conscious level. If you're not conscious about it, they could just be running around in your mind and in your body and you might not um, notice them, but they would still be affecting you. Now, because codependents are sometimes empaths who feel things very deeply and are also very motivated to make sure that everyone else is happy, they're going to do whatever is in their power to make sure everyone else is okay. However, the impact of feeling these emotions on behalf of the other person is that the codependent person also wants to stop feeling the emotions inside of them. And they're, they're so connected to someone else potentially that um, they will do whatever it takes to get rid of the emotion that is happening inside them. And this emotion may be happening so intensely because they are overly identifying with the other person. They are overly enmeshed with them, maybe fully enmeshed. And so they do not recognize that the other person is actually a separate person. Now, on a surface level, be like, I, I know that they're not me. I know that they're my adult child and that they're not me. I know that they're my partner. They're not me. I know that that's just my coworker BFF. That's not me. But on a subconscious level or on a deeper level, if you dig down, they may not realize that while they're having these intense emotions for them, it's actually because they can't recognize that they are separate people. Now, the codependent person is going to be very motivated to get rid of these emotions as we all are motivated to get rid of our um, challenging emotions such as fear or anger or jealousy or embarrassment or shame. We all want to move right on through these emotions and bottle them up and quickly get away from them and not have them be touched anymore. 
And so the codependent person might try and fix the situation to relieve the codependent person's emotions. Not so much the situation for the other, but the situation for the self. I can't handle that you are experiencing this or that you are going through this. It is so painful for me that I must fix it for you. Now, what this entails is this uh, underlying belief system that I don't believe you can take care of it. And so that's a hard thing because now you're not allowing the other person to take care of their own life. And so maybe you will fix it for them, which I've talked about this multiple times, where that means that the other person doesn't have the empowerment to take care of it themselves. They don't feel like you're supporting them um, and believing that they're mature enough and adult enough to do it on their own. Um, and it's this almost subtle backhanded message that you don't believe in them if you take care of it for them. But you are actually working on taking care of your emotions because you are overly connected to them. The other thing is that maybe the other person is taking care of it, but you don't think they're doing it right because it leaves too many emotions in you. So they do it to their satisfaction and fix their problem to their dissatisfaction, but that is still too overwhelming to you. And so you might say things like, they're doing it wrong, they just need to do it this way, I can't believe they're using that method, I can't believe that they're not taking my advice, I don't understand why they're satisfied with that result. And you can get all up in arms with your, ah, your arms flailing everywhere. Like, why are you doing it that way? And it can create a lot of distress. There might be a fight about it. But that's because, again, you're not thinking that their solution is satisfying for you. Their solution didn't satisfy your emotions. Well, guess what? They're not in charge of your emotions, you are. They were in charge of their own life and resolving their own problem to their own satisfaction. Now that may be a major issue for you, but their life is not your life. You can set up boundaries, you can distance yourself if you believe that their choices are truly unhealthy, um, but you also have to allow them to have their own personal growth. And so you may inject yourself to try and fix their problem in the way that you see fit because now it's happening um, to the level of fix-itness that you think is correct. Maybe they only did it 70% in your mind and you need to finish the other 30 because, well, they're obviously not doing it right. Um, and that might sound um, a little controlling or a little power-hungry. Um, but it can also come off as deep compassion. No, I'm just going to take care of this for you. I mean, you've got a lot going on. And so let's, let's just do this together. And so it can also be presented in a very, very compassionate, loving way. But the presentation does not always take away from the fact that you're doing it for them because they didn't do it enough. They didn't do it far enough for your specifications. And I know I keep drilling that home, but I'm trying to say it in all the different ways so that you can hear it in all the different ways that might relate 
to you because it's so easy to hear this information and because I'm giving one example with a certain tone, you can be like, well, that doesn't apply to me because I don't do it with that tone. So I'm trying to exemplify that there can be multiple tones that have the same underlying um, description. So another way that you could allow your enmeshment with another person's situation um, drive you to, you know, you're having all these emotions because you're overly enmeshed and then you're driven to fix it for them. So uh, that would be they're, they're working on it, but they're not working on it fast enough for you. And so maybe they would eventually get to your 100% fixed standard, but they're simply going too slow and you can't tolerate the snail's pace because you are maybe more like a rabbit or, you know, any other animal that's faster than a snail. And so you want to get in there because they took one step, but by the time they took one step, you would have taken a hundred and you literally are in so much angst and pain that you cannot stand how slow they are going. And then all the other things that I've said still apply. And so are you only um, inserting yourself into this person's life? And maybe that insertion is welcome and maybe it is not. But are you inserting yourself into their life because of the emotions that you are having as a reaction to the other person's life? And so you have to fix their life to fix your emotions. Now, I have mentioned being an empath um, and how being an empath can increase the intensity of the feelings that you are having or how frequently they're happening. And it is more challenging when you are an empath because you feel the subtle energies of other people and the world and you want to move through those um, so that you can get on with your life and it can be overwhelming. But as an empath, that also means that you need to be aware of, is this emotion that I'm feeling the other person's emotion? Is it my emotion or is it my emotion that is a reaction about their life situation? So if you're an empath and you're codependent, you have that additional layer of, is it their emotion? Is it my emotion? Because empaths can feel other people's emotions in their body. Or is it my reaction to their situation? And so that's something that you need to keep noticing. Codependent people can also um, imagine situations that are coming down the line. Okay, everybody does this. Everyone can imagine a situation that they see coming down the line. And what they're really doing is they're playing out their worst fears in their mind. But then they have kind of like anticipated feelings. And so you may have feelings in response to a situation that hasn't happened yet um, that you're imagining in your mind and you're reacting to it as if it's real. And you're not just noticing those feelings going, hmm, if that happens, I would feel that. And then you just kind of are detached from it and do nothing about it. Or maybe you're very attached to those feelings and are reacting to a non-existent situation as if it is already here. And so then, and so then you start taking action. Now, if you are taking action and warning others 
about a potential situation that is not even here yet, that is also codependent. Now you are thinking about your life and somebody else's life, and you are taking um, strides to ensure that others um, are forewarned about things or set up plans for other things that you're not even in charge of. And so now you're spending your time contemplating the life of another human that you are not in charge of. They are in charge of themselves. Again, in this situation, I'm not talking about like planning your own life with your partner where it's joined things that you do together. And at a certain point, you know, you, you would be going too far with the joint planning. Um, and I'm not talking about if you're, you know, raising your children. Um, when they're teenagers, you do, you know, the job is to slowly allow them to make more decisions so that they have those decision-making skills. What I'm talking about right now is adults that you're not in charge of, which is all of them. You're only in charge of yourself and the minors that you have birthed, adopted, or are under your care. Um, and so if you are spending your time imagining um, all the different forks in the road for other people and then alerting them about how they can take care of that situation, you are, again, fixing the lives of all the other people around you. You are putting yourself last, which is a very common trait in codependent people. And I'm just pointing out to you a mental thought process that you may be engaging in and are very likely engaging in. And if you are spending all of your time contemplating the lives of everyone that you love and care about to see all of the future pitfalls that may be in their life, that means you have no time to think about your life and you have no time to ponder what you actually want. And so now not only are you feeling feelings about other people's lives, you are feeling feelings about what you think might happen in other people's lives in each situation, in each life category. And now the number of emotions that you could be feeling in any given day is unimaginable to me because you probably love a lot of people and they probably have a lot of things going on in their life. And if you attempt to warn them and think through every possible solution and uh, or every possible problem and every possible solution to that problem and you have an emotional reaction to every single one of those things and you do that for every single one of the people in your life i actually don't know how you even have time to shower now maybe you're doing a lot of your thinking in your shower but what this sounds like to me is a recipe for you being debilitated staying up at night thinking too much um working really hard at having lots of conversations with people, warning them, and maybe they take your advice and maybe they don't. Maybe you come off as pushy. Maybe you come off, come off as super loving. But at the end of the day, you are spending so much of your time thinking about all of these other people that you never have the chance to think and ponder what it's like to be you. Are you even connected to your own emotions or all of these emotions on behalf of other people? Now, 
you can have a loved one who is experiencing something and you can have compassion for them and it can hurt your heart because you love them. And that wouldn't mean that you were codependent. Just because you care about someone doesn't make you codependent. What makes you codependent is that you are willing to sacrifice yourself. You are willing to neglect yourself. You're willing to completely ignore your own needs so that you can ensure that other person. And again, we're talking about other adults. I'd like to talk a little bit more about enmeshment because enmeshment is a word that I've said many times today, but I didn't go more deeply into it as much as I would like. So I, I did mention that enmeshment can mean that you don't feel like they're a separate person. But the breakdown of that is that with enmeshment, you think a certain way, and so you assume that they are also going to think a certain way. And if they think differently than that, it's actually really hard for you. You may attempt to convince them um, that your perspective is accurate, and that can be done a very loving, sweet way with lots of conversations, or it could be done through arguments, it could be done through shame, it could be done through threats, it could be done through spiritual threats where, you know, if you don't believe this, these awful religious afterlife spiritual experiences are going to happen and you need everyone to think the same way that you do, or at least this person that you're enmeshed with. Another, um, and, and it's that not just that they're thinking differently than you and they need to think the same as you, but it's that you feel threatened if they're not thinking the same as you. That feels unsafe if they're not thinking the same as you. And when you feel unsafe because someone isn't thinking the same as you, you're really at a disadvantage for yourself because the world is very large with many cultures and there are as infinite... There are as many infinite ways to perceive the world and life as there are people on earth and more than that. And if you need others to have exactly your brand and, and you get so attached to that, you're going to be in a lot of struggle because you're not allowing another human's experience to inform their life views. You're expecting that your life experience to inform another person's life views, but they haven't lived your life. And it's almost as if, if you expect other people to believe exactly what you believe, it's almost like you didn't realize that you believe what you believe because of living your life. If you want to actually understand why they believe differently, you know, ask how they came to believe what they do believe. And if you have a trusting relationship, they may open up to you and share with you their experiences that led them to this belief. And then this could help you be less enmeshed because you're like, oh, it actually makes sense to me why you believe the way that you believe. I can see it now. And then there can become a settling in you. However, the other person is not obligated to explain any of their life to you because they could perceive it as nosy. 
or maybe that's a boundary for them that they have set, and then you have to respect that. Um, you may need to do your own searching on your own to uncover why is it threatening for you if this person or you know multitudes of people believe differently than you do. Why does that feel unsafe to you? And this can begin to step back from um, the safety net of enmeshment. That is definitely part of the problem if you are enmeshed. Another uh, piece of enmeshment is that a, an enmeshed person may push away or reject or ostracize someone else for thinking, believing, or acting differently. And so if you have separated yourself from somebody, not because of a boundary that you have set, but because you are so threatened that they think differently than you do, and you cannot tolerate um, their decision-making and their choices, you may be enmeshed. Um, and these are, I'm not talking about like, deep moral choices. I'm talking about ev more everyday things. So if you would like to know more about enmeshment and maybe you're questioning if you're being enmeshed in a certain situation, certainly reach out to me on Instagram at Soul Amplified. I'd love to have a conversation with you about it or, you know, anything that happens on the podcast. If you have questions about it, totally reach out to me because I want to help you guys um, overcome this codependency stuff and have more fulfilling lives that are focused on you feeling enriched so that when you are enriched and you give to another, you're giving from a place of complete whole self rather than, um, you know, all the stuff that's behind codependency. And don't forget to head on over to soulamplified.org slash holiday planner to get your free 10 page codependence holiday planner to help you plan a good holiday for you. Go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.